If you have a child who is acting out, the first thing to look to is what they just ate. Don't Mm. make it wrong. Don't blame them. Don't uh, say it's just a phase. Really look towards, you know, what is it that my kid just ate and um, how can I, you know, support my child in, in balancing out their, their mood right now. So your child is acting up or suddenly exhibiting signs of autism or allergies? What if I told you a change in diet and strengthening their gut biome could alleviate or even eliminate these symptoms? That's what our guest is going to help you learn about in this episode. Talk about the power of one person. Several years ago, one mom, Zen Honeycutt, had an idea for organizing moms all over America to unite against the things she saw happening right before her eyes with her own three sons, experiencing symptoms of allergies and autism. She realized moms needed to hear about the dangers of engineered foods as well as the chemicals, pesticides, and fungicides they spray on the foods, and to have a place to reach out to each other, support each other, and learn from each other. So she founded Moms Across America, whose website introduces them as, quote, a national coalition of unstoppable moms, unquote. And she is also the author of Unstoppable, Transforming Sickness and Struggle into Triumph, Empowerment, and a Celebration of Community, published in 2018. She's going to talk to us today about solving childhood issues using good food, food safety, the difference between non-GMO and organic foods, the dangers of school lunches, and community food cooperatives. The woman Robert Kennedy Jr. calls the modern-day Rachel Carson. Please welcome Zen Honeycutt. Hi, this is Mary Jo Tillon from Teaching Your Toddler, and today we have a very special guest. We have Zen Honeycutt, who is the founding executive director of Moms Across America. She is going to talk to us today about healthy eating, GMOs, school lunches, neighborhood food programs, all kinds of things. So I can't wait to dive in. Zen, welcome to the show. Give us a little bit of background about you and and tell us what you're working on. Thanks, Mary Jo, and thanks to all your listeners. I am uh, the director of Moms Across America. I have three boys that all had uh, all kinds of illnesses, you know, allergies, autism symptoms, autoimmune issues. Uh, You know, I couldn't eat dairy for the first year of breastfeeding my son. So I know what that's like for a lot of people. Um, it, It was a struggle raising my children because they had so many different food allergies. And I looked into the food supply and learned about GMOs, genetically modified organisms, and their related pesticides, the pesticides that they are engineered to withstand. And I said, wait a second, this has got to have something to do with my kids being practically chronically sick. And, um, and the majority of my friends having kids with allergies and illnesses. So I looked into it and we went GMO free and my son's allergies dramatically reduced later on when we went organic, hundred percent organic, the allergies went from, for instance, um, a, a life-threatening nut allergy went from a 19 down to a 0.2. And so that is, you know, no longer life-threatening for him. So clearly massive amount of peace of mind that my son will not die from eating nuts and, uh, you know, various other 20 something other different food allergies. Um, my kids now can eat organic wheat. They can eat organic dairy. They can eat organic eggs. They can eat, you know, organic, all kinds of foods, um, that they couldn't eat before. So, uh, my family is a walking testament to, you can recover your children and you can have their health improve dramatically just by eating organic food and paying attention to what's going on in the gut. So I took all that information and just ran with it and um, started Moms Across America. And we joined into 4th of July parades to raise awareness about GMOs and labeling and have had, you know, over a thousand events in all 50 states. And just in the first five years, we've been around for 10 years now. 
and have, you know, instigated a lot of policy change and lawsuits and different kinds of things, you know, going up against Monsanto and down DuPont to Genta and all of that. So it's been a wild ride, not one that I really ever expected to do, but, you know, there's a saying that goes, a worried mom does better research than the FBI, right? I have so, that sign in my bathroom. Oh my gosh. That is I so that. funny. Yes. Yeah. So we just do it, right? I mean, if we if there's something that's harming our kids, we go research it and we find out and we go up against it. And I think a lot of your moms could probably re- relate to what I'm saying. And and that's why we are strong. And uh, legislators have said to me that they fear moms more than any <laughs> other grassroots group out there, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a little little synopsis of my background. Wow, that's great. Gosh, so much to unpack in that. So one of the things that I think I heard you say is it's not really the food allergies we have. It's the stuff that's on the food or in the food, right? It's it's not yes. eggs. It's not wheat. It's the other stuff. It's what's being done to the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the genetic modification. It's the, it's the pesticides. It's the fungicides. It's the fertilizer. You know, it's all of the, those chemicals that are being added to the food and the genetic modification, you know, God knows still, we still don't know what the ramifications of those are going to be because we're the experiment on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's what's being done to the food. And when you, when you take the time to remove them, and I have to say, uh, most people don't like it when I say this, but when you remove them a hundred percent, a hundred percent, not 80, 20, a hundred percent, then you give your body a chance to heal. And you can then later on, in some cases, reintroduce the foods and your body can process them, but you have to give your body time to be able to heal first um, from introducing it. For instance, if you wanted to put out a campfire, you know, like if your gut is inflamed because you've been consuming these foods for a long time and you have leaky gut and, you know, uh, behavioral issues because you have an overgrowth of bad, bad, bad gut bacteria in your gut, then you're not going to like a campfire, you're not going to put a teaspoon of, um, of, fo- of oil on the fire, right. A fuel on the fire and expect it to go out. You have to stop putting fuel on the fire altogether in order mm-hmm. for that fire to go out. So that's why, um, you know, we were very, very strict for several months, if not a couple of years, um, you know, for in, in eating organic and putting in the good probiotics, mm-hmm. the good, you know, sauerkraut, kombucha, apple cider vinegar, um, we, my kids even took some pro, probiotic, probiotics for a little while. Um, but you don't want to depend on those because those are really usually only about eight or nine different versions of vac- of bacteria in that probiotic. And your gut's supposed to have 30,000. The average adult mm. has 10,000 maybe right now. So you want to get your, your bacteria from a variety of different foods, like sauerkraut, you know, different uh, fermented vegetables. And did you have any trouble getting the kids to eat that? Yeah, I had to have a chart with gold stars on it for a while, you know, to get them and 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 be really on top of it to mm-hmm. have the sauerkraut out every, um, I think, I'm not sure if I did every meal, but it was definitely every day for, mm-hmm. um, for, for months. And it only took about three weeks for them to get in the habit of it. And mm-hmm. then I had, I didn't have to do the gold stars anymore. Um, but now they, they take the sauerkraut, I would say several times a week, maybe not every day, but you know, maybe four or five times a week, something like that. They'll, Mm -hmm. and they'll do it on their own Mm -hmm. and they're teenagers now. So they're Mm -hmm. used to it, but they also can notice, you know, once you start to show them like, you know, you're not feeling so great right now, you know, you, you know, you know, do you think that might have something to do with the, the cake you just ate or the, Mm -hmm. you know, the school lunch that you just ate and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, you know, like have them start noticing how they feel after, Mm -hmm 
eating certain foods, they may not notice it right away, but after a couple of times of maybe losing privileges, like my son did when he would, he used to eat school lunches, my middle son, he did not have as many allergies as the other two. And he wanted to eat school lunches on Fridays as a treat. And Mm -hmm. it turned out that on Friday afternoons after school, he would get into fights with his brother and lose his Saturday morning cartoon privileges the next day, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the fights with his brother. And after three or four times of that happening, he realized what was going on and he decided to no longer eat school lunches at the school Mm -hmm. and the behavioral Mm -hmm. issues went away. So he has no, and that was when he was probably in fourth grade or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, our kids can recognize that food makes them feel a certain way mm-hmm. and they can, um, you know, reverse their behavior, change their behavior on their own. We just need to give them the space to notice that and recognize it. Right. If they're not sort of mindful of, gosh, now I'm crabby because I had that or now I'm whatever. I mean, so uh, again, so much going on there. So the food, so tell me about school lunch, what's going on there and why, what was those, what were those triggers for your son? Do you believe? Well, at that time, I mean, I, I didn't know really, except that it's, it's junk food. I mean, it's, it's wheat mm. that's sprayed with glyphosate as a drying mm. agent. Glyphosate mm-hmm. is in roundup. 80% of GMOs are engineered to withstand glyphosate as a, as a um, weed killer, but it's also sprayed on non-GMO foods such as wheat, peas, beans, legumes, oats, barley, things like that as a drying agent. So it, it, it doesn't even have to be GMO to have glyphosate on it. And so a lot of the, the majority of the wheat samples that we tested, we recently did school lunch testing, were positive. Um, I think it was like 99% of them were positive for glyphosate at high levels, like 200 you know, part per billion you know, high levels. It only takes like 1.1 parts per billion to destroy beneficial gut bacteria. Wow. So um, yeah, so we, my son was reacting to something in the school lunches. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was, but, but uh, I think it's mostly the glyphosate. And mm-hmm. so we recently tested 43 school lunch samples for not only glyphosate, because farmers are moving, some farmers are moving away from glyphosate and they're using other toxic chemicals. So we tested for 220 other harmful pesticides. We tested for heavy metals, for veterinary drugs and hormones, and um, for uh, nutrients, nutrient levels. And the results were horrible. I mean, Hmm. 95.3% of the school lunch items contained carcinogenic, endocrine disrupting, and liver disease causing glyphosate. And to put that in comparison, um, the detox project recently tested grocery store items like protein powders and oatmeal bars and things like that. And only about 60% of them were positive for glyphosate. So kids are eating way more glyphosate in schools Mm -hmm. than they are if they were getting regular, regular grocery store food. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's not organic. Right. And, uh, then the 74% of the samples contained at least one of 29 harmful pesticides, 74% of them. And the fruits and vegetables were some of the highest levels that some of the other highest ones were, were tacos, um, the tacos and the pizza, but Mm. next to that, right next to those were the high levels were the apples and bananas. Oh, wow. So if you, yeah, if you are getting your kids fruits and vegetables, you really want to make sure to that they are organic as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then there were four veterinary drugs and hormones found in nine of the school lunch samples at levels up to 130 parts per billion of veterinary drugs and hormones. And, you know, these are drugs that are things like um, drugs that cause the cows to lactate more. 
Mm. And I have, I have a, um, a dear friend who is a school counselor at a high school. And she told me that one of her, um, one of her, you know, students told her that she was standing in the shower. She was 15 years old that morning. And she just started lactating. Oh my gosh. Pregnant. She's not on the pill. She started breast started squirting milk out. And I think that's because of the veterinary drugs that are in our kids' food. And it's a very serious issue. How is somebody supposed to concentrate on school and be able to function if the hormones are being that messed up you right. know, in their body? So very serious issue. And then a hundred percent of the school lunch samples contain heavy metals. And when you look at the numbers, you may think that they weren't very high, but when you compare those numbers to what the EPA allows in drinking water, some of the levels were up to as high as 6,293 times higher than what the EPA allows in drinking water. So, uh, and we know that these heavy metals are, um, are neurotoxic mm-hmm. and can be permanently neurotoxic. I mean, it is very difficult to get heavy metals out of the body. So um, this is a, a very important issue that we address how heavy metals are getting into our food supply. And then the last category was the, the majority of the samples were abysmally low in nutrients. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a major um, a, a major factor in a child's development is whether or not they have the right nutrients at the right time mm-hmm. in their development. And um, there are, you know, many studies, including a book called Food and Behavior, The Natural Connection by Barbara R. Stitt. She won a Lifetime Achievement Award for it. She, you know, this book shows that uh, people, serial killers, parolees, violent criminals, all had very low levels of vitamins in their brains, especially vitamin B, the, the B complex vitamins. And um, so, and when the, when she did her food studies and took out the sugary junk food from the mm-hmm. prisons and the high schools, the uh, recidivism rates reversed and the dropout rates re- d- were dramatically reduced. Like for instance, in the high school, the dropout rate in a, in a school of 5,000 kids was 500 a year. And when she switched out the foods to whole healthy foods and got rid of the, you know, the sugars and the, the sodas and the junk foods in the, the in the schools, um, that dropout rate went down to 14. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and in the prisons, the recidivism rate reversed, like instead of 70% going back into prison, 70% stayed out of prison. Stayed out. Oh, yeah. Goodness. So switching out your food is a major factor in wow. nutrient density and, um, you know, the elimination of pesticides and chemicals mm-hmm. and food dyes. Food dyes are very impactful on kids' behaviors too. Mm-hmm. You know, food dyes and preservatives and synthetic chemicals that uh, can really wreak havoc on your kids' behavior. So I really urge anybody who's listening, if you have a child who is acting out, the first thing to look to is what they just ate. Don't Mm. make it wrong. Don't blame them. You know, don't uh, say it's just a phase. Really look towards, you know, what is it that my kid just ate and um, how can I, you know, support my child in, in balancing out their, um, their mood right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting and and an important distinction to make that GMO is different than, than organic. There is a huge difference. And what you just described is yes, GMOs are terrible clearly because that's engineered food, like you said, but the, the next piece of that is the fact that you really need to go organic as well. So going, you know, when you look at the label and it says non-GMO, great, that's one step. But then really that second step is is going all the way organic because there's a ton of other things that are in the food 
beyond the GMOs, the engineered foods, because then there's all the pesticides and fungicides and all the things you just described, right? So that that yes. going that extra mile really is very important, even though it's a little bit more expensive in the long run. I always, This is the way I think about it. It's expensive to buy it now, but it's so much more expensive to be sick later, or as you said, to deal with the, the, the long-term effects of behavior problems or all of all of that. Yes. Yeah, I know. And, and I get that all the time. It, it It is more expensive, but you really, you know, it's you, you pay the farmer now or the doctor later. Mm-hmm. And I love that saying, um, you know, and there are, there are ways to budget, to come up with the money to, to buy organic as much as possible. And, you know, for us, it's things like, you know, buying consignment first, especially, you know, household items or clothes that, you know, are going to be used for a season and, you know, and then discarded, right? Like, mm-hmm. so you can, you can carefully manage your budget. You don't have to buy the latest phones. You don't have to go on expensive vacations. Camping is great and way better mm-hmm. for kids. You know, there are ways to budget and manage, manage uh, your finances so that you can make organic food a priority and uh, especially the grains. So mm-hmm. anything that you buy that's wheat um, or oats, peas and beans, legumes, things like that, please make sure those are organic because those are the ones that are being sprayed with glyphosate as a drying agent just before harvest. Mm. And that those are the ones that are going to have the highest levels of glyphosate. Mm-hmm. So on um, then, and then your fruits and vegetables as much as possible, try to have those be organic as well, because that those are the ones that will contain the other harmful chemicals that okay. can cause all kinds of, you know, cancer and neurotoxic Mm-hmm. behavioral issues as well. Great. Yeah. And once you do, once you do, you will see a difference very soon. Like the studies have shown within one week, there can be up to 60 to 70% of the pesticides eliminated from the body. And within wow. two weeks, a hundred percent. Oh my yes. goodness. So it, w- it will happen very quickly and mm-hmm. you will start to see a difference in um, mood and behavior and sleeping ability. Kid, That's one of the first things that happens that, is that kids start sleeping better because what's going on scientifically, I just want people to know what's happening. Glyphosate has been shown to destroy the beneficial gut bacteria in the gut. We have all kinds of bacteria in our gut. Some mm-hmm. are good, some are bad. That's just, that's not a technical, you know, scientific phrase, but just for our understanding, right? Some are mm-hmm. like E. coli is not as, that's pathogenic, right? Mm-hmm. E. coli and salmonella. So you want there to be a balance of those bacteria in your gut. And when you introduce glyphosate into your gut, you're destroying the beneficial gut bacteria and allowing for the proliferation of the pathogenic gut bacteria. The mm. E. coli and the salmonella thrive under oh, the presence wow. of glyphosate. So when that happens, that, that that pathogenic gut bacteria, they have something on the outer walls called lipopolysaccharides, and they signal the vagus nerve in the gut to tell the microglia cells in the brain to go and attack. It's like bad guys attack. And when they go and attack, they create an excitotoxin that um, then like excites the brain neuron endings and they get excited and then they die. So then you've got brain neurons that are not alive anymore that were previously connecting. Now they're no longer connecting. So that equals things like erratic behavior, screaming, tics, stammering, you know, no lack of eye contact, things happening that should not normally Mm -hmm. aren't normally happening, you know, behavioral issues. And so, um, so when you stop the introduction of glyphosate, that the gut bacteria has the chance to balance out 
Okay. And if you put in sauerkraut and probiotics and things like that, then you're balancing out your gut bacteria and you're going to start seeing things like the erratic behavior calming down. Mm. And in that gut bacteria, that's where melatonin and serotonin and guarin different hormones are stored in your gut mm. that support your body to function properly. So if you balance out your gut bacteria, then you're going to have more normal levels of melatonin. You're going to have okay. be able to sleep better. Sleep if you better, balance yep. out your gut bacteria, you're going to have normal levels of serotonin. Serotonin is what helps you feel satiated. Like, mm. oh, I've had enough sugar or uh, I've had enough, you know, I've had mm -hmm. enough video games or, mm. you know, for older people, I've, that's it on the porn. Right. But if mm. you don't have the serotonin, then the addictions start ah. and, and the behavioral, uh, you know, issues, um, are come up. And mm -hmm. so you've got to really support yourself in mm -hmm. having a normal and balanced life by making sure you're balancing out your gut bacteria. I have one more question. And then I want, want you to tell us how to find you. Last question is you said sure. something about the, um, heavy metals are really hard to get out of the body. So, I mean, surely we have them. I know people do detoxes all the time. What would you suggest as a safe detox for a child? Well, I'm not a doctor, but what mm -hmm. I hear from doctors of do like Dr. Michelle Perro, I would follow her. She's a okay. pediatrician. Um, I believe that she does mention bentonite clay mm -hmm. and, um, and I don't know if she mentioned zeolite, but she also, she also uses a lot of homeopathic remedies. Okay. And, um, and so there are, there are things that you can use. We have on our website. I don't, I don't know if we're still, we still have it available or not, but we, I will double check. Um, you can look up primary detox from BioRay. So even if we don't still don't sell them and make them available as a fundraiser, then you know I would check them out. I buy primary detox by Bio BioRay. Every batch is tested for pesticides and heavy metals. And she's a mom, and she's been using Chinese herbs and roots and wild crafted uh, mm -hmm. herbs and things like that for a very long time. So I would recommend primary detox. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's wonderful. I think this has been fabulous, eye-opening, amazing information. Um, tell us a little bit about how we can find out more about you and about uh, Moms Across America. Sure. Yeah. You can go to momsacrossamerica.org. We'd love to connect with you on Monday nights. We have a Moms Connect call at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and that goes for half an hour. And then at 7.30, we have a call called Neighborhood Food Network. And if you are interested in growing your own food and connecting with your neighbors to create local, if you have a child who is acting out, the first thing to look to is what they just ate. Don't mm. make it wrong. Don't blame them. Don't uh, say it's just a phase. Really look towards, you know, what is it that my kid just ate and um, how can I, you know, support my child in, in balancing out their, their mood right now. Cool food security. We have um, a whole program and a support system. We have experts on that answer your questions about how to get started. But like for right now, you might want to get started in laying out your uh, garden bed so that you can plant in the spring. So we have um, a whole network that you can connect with. It's a nationwide, but we hope that you'll start it on your street and we'll support you in doing that. So that's 7 p.m. Eastern time on Monday nights. And you can get the invitation for that call by signing up on our website, momsacrossamerica.org. You click on connect at the top, and then you can sign up for our newsletter and you will get an invitation every Monday to join those calls. And we hope you'll do that. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I'm so glad you mentioned the neighborhood food. I forgot that we were going to talk about that. So I'm glad you you uh, talked about that because I mm -hmm. I do believe in that local food security is is key. So, well, again, Zen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Love talking to you. And uh, maybe we can have you come back again and talk about other things. Okay. Thanks, Mary Great. Jo. Thank, thank you, you everybody for listening. Take care.
This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at teachingyourtoddler.com, as well as on Facebook at Teaching Your Toddler, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Teaching Toddler. So join us again, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.